This episode of Proper English is brought to you by some of those pesky prepositions associated with time, the difference between allowed and allowed, and the idiom, the penny dropped. And I'm Dave. And we'd like to welcome you to our podcast, which as you know is called Proper English. If you're learning English and you want to know when to use in and on. If you get confused by through and till. If you're puzzled by for and since. Then Proper English is just the thing for you. a proper look at prepositions since episode three. What? But they're so difficult. I know. So another episode was well overdue and considering how complicated they are, I'm pretty sure this won't be our last one. Now, let's take a bit of an overview. Did you know that prepositions are a fixed group of words? No new prepositions get added. I suppose that makes sense. So the number of prepositions is finite. It's just the usage which is huge and varied. Exactly. Anyone who's struggling with or confused by prepositions shouldn't feel bad about it. Their usage varies in different contexts and it takes time to conquer them. They can even function as nouns, adjectives and adverbs. Why? (laughs) No one said it was going to be easy, Ali. There's no point in trying to translate literally from or to your own language, as prepositions don't always work that way. They don't. Prepositions can be categorised in all sorts of ways, but today we'll focus on the category of time. Now, we did look at on and in in episode two, but there are many more prepositions used for time. On and in, at, for, since, ago, from, to, before, after, till, and until. Well, they're the most commonly used. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, pop quiz, Dave. On. When do we use on? Days of the week. Proper English comes out on Tuesdays. We can omit the preposition if we're being really casual and just say, see you Wednesday. Yep, and also specific dates. Your birthday was on the 27th of March. Happy birthday. Thank you. Your turn. At. When do we use at? To be specific. So, I'll meet you at one o'clock. I was born at 11.45pm on the 27th of March. Happy birthday. Thank you. (laughs) Great. We also talk about at the weekend. What did you do at the weekend? Not much. We couldn't go out. Sad but true. Mm -hmm. And at night, nocturnal animals are animals that are awake at night. So next one, in. When do we use in? This is broader, less specific. So for months and seasons, Christmas is in December. The cherry blossom is beautiful in the spring. And for general times of the day, I like to have a cup of coffee first thing in the morning. And although we use at with the weekend, we use in with the week. For instance, it's raining today, but sunshine is forecast for later in the week. The weather Mm. or food. Mm. Two favourite topics of conversation in the proper English household. Before lunch, we have breakfast. Eh? I've moved on. 
I'm sure you have. I'm talking about before and after now. Oh, right. And because I mentioned food. Yep, always looking forward to my next meal. <laughs> anyway, we use before when we're talking about something that is earlier than a particular point in time. Like lunch, for instance. Precisely. And we use after to denote something that is later than a particular point in time. As in, tea time is after lunch. And now we're asking... What's the difference? What's the difference? I'd like to thank our friend Yasmin for reminding me about this particular thorny issue on Facebook a couple of days ago. What's the difference between allowed and allowed? They sound exactly the same. I know. More of those hellish homophones. A-double-L-O-W-E-D, allowed, can either be a verb or an adjective. It's the past tense of the verb to allow, which means to permit, to let something happen. We're not allowed to fly to the UK at the moment, for instance, using it as an adjective. Or, even though the striker was clearly offside, the referee allowed the goal, using it as a verb in the past tense. And then there's the other one, allowed, A-L-O-U-D, which is an adverb describing the act of reading or speaking so that somebody can hear you. Reading stories aloud to your kids can be fun, mm -hmm. for example. But how do we remember the difference? Well, when you want to use the verb, the ED ending should help you realise that it's a regular past participle. That's right. And aloud has the word loud, L-O-U-D, in it. Ah. Which should, hopefully, give you a big clue. A very big clue. Good point. Righto. Even more prepositions for time. For, F-O-R. When do we use for, Ali? For indicates an amount of time. Mm -hmm. We can be quite specific. I lived in London for seven years. They will stay with us for two nights. Or can be vaguer. Yeah, like I waited for the bus for ages. Or waiting for the water to boil takes forever. Mm. Since, not science, as some of my students say. When do we use since, Dave? Well, since marks a period of time from the past until now. It's usually used with perfect tenses. We have been living in Portugal since 2016. And Harry and Sally have been friends since university. Ooh, that's interesting. It doesn't need an actual date as such. No, no, the time is implied. We know Harry and Sally are still friends from whenever it was they were at university. Mm. Now, don't confuse since with a go. One of my students told me he had an interview since two years. Ah, yeah. That sounds like the world's longest interview. <laughs> Presumably, he meant he had an interview two years ago. Exactly. We normally use a go with the past simple. It refers to a period of time that is completed and always follows an expression of time. Oh, I've just had a thought. Treat it gently. It's in a strange place. Ha ha. <laughs> he could also have just got his sentence construction the wrong way around. What do you mean? He could have meant to say, it's two years since I had a job interview. Good point. Not so long ago, I learned how to ride a unicycle. Or, I fell off my unicycle four months ago. And what did you learn from this, Dave? One wheel bad, 
two wheels, good. <laughs> Onwards. From and to work as a pair to express a fixed time period. For years, I lived in London from 1990 to 1994. For specific times of the day. The shop will be closed for lunch from 12pm to 1.30pm. Probably longer here in Portugal. Mm, the Portuguese take their lunchtime seriously. And quite right too. We English could learn a lot from them. Portuguese, for example. <laughs> Not least of all. <laughs> we can also use from and to for days of the week. We teach on italki from Monday to Friday. And months of the year, from June to September here in Moitenegra, it rarely rains. Then there's till or until or to. Now, we use to, T-O, when we're telling the exact time. It's 27 minutes to seven already and I haven't finished writing the episode yet. Shh, spoilers. <laughs> and we often use till and to when we're talking about the period between the days of the week. We work Monday to Friday, for instance, or Monday till Friday. Oh, oh, and in American English, you would say, we work Monday through Friday. Oh, yeah. That's not something we'd say in British English. Through. T-H-R-U. Is an American simplified spelling of through. T-H-R-O-U-G-H. Just so you know. And now it's time for Idiom of the Week. Idiom of the Week? Detective Inspector Davidson and Sergeant Roberts were driving back to the station after a long shift. Can I ask you a question, Mom? It's been a long shift, Roberts. Don't make it too complicated. Thanks, Mom. I'll do me best. It's just, I was wondering... When we was talking to the Socko... Scene of crime, Officer Roberts. You know I hate acronyms. Right, yeah. Scene of crime, Officer. Him. When we was talking to him... Well... Eh? Go on, Roberts. Right, yeah. Well, he was explaining about how the machines in the amusement arcade were all smashed by the same instrument. Mm-hmm. And then he said something about how it couldn't have been the same as the murder weapon and I wasn't sure why at first because the victim had been hit from behind and that was obvious but... Get to the point, lad. Oh yeah, I'm rambling again, and I? So anyway, the soccer... Oh, the scene of crime officer held up the actual weapon and you looked at me and said, the penny drops. And? Well, I didn't drop any money and all the machines was turned off. So what did you mean, Mom? Seriously, Roberts? Have you never heard the expression before? Expression? Yes, the penny dropped. It means that someone, i.e. you, has finally come to understand something after a period of confusion or bewilderment. Oh? It was first used in the 1930s. Machines used in public, like telephone boxes or weighing scales, needed a penny or other coin to make them work. Sometimes the coin would get stuck, and you'd have to wait for the penny to drop before the machine started to work. Oh, I see. You was being a bit mean, weren't you, Mum? I was, Roberts. I apologise. Now, let's have a bit of peace before we get back and have to start writing our reports. As you wish, Mark. 
And here we are at the end of another episode of Proper English. As always, we hope you've had fun listening in on our conversation. And whether you're a new listener or a regular subscriber, why not get in touch with us? You can email us at properenglish or one word at sapo.pt or you can ask us questions on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook if you have them in your country. And don't forget to tell everyone you know about us, your friends, your family, anyone who's studying or learning English. And make sure you like this episode and leave us a nice review and subscribe to us on your favourite podcast app. So, until next time, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me too. And thank you for listening to Proper English. English.